Hi, interns, and welcome back to Miss Medical. This story is a pretty special one. It's one that we're going to be presenting as a two-part episode because there is a lot of story to cover here, and I have some exclusive updates for you all. This is part one, and make sure to tune in next week for part two. Welcome to the Miss Medical Podcast, Diagnosis Flatline. I'm your host, Destry Godwin. Miss Medical explores stories of misdiagnosis, malpractice, mysteries, and misogyny. You are my interns, and this is where true crime and medicine collide. This is Miss Medical. Today's story takes us to a town in the Okanagan region of British Columbia, Canada. Known for its arid climate, it's a picturesque location full of lakes and wineries. Pretty much my kind of town. It is also where Eric and Shannon Nolting called home. Shannon and Eric had been college sweethearts meeting when Shannon was only 19 and Eric was 21. Back in 2007, where our story begins, they celebrated 12 years of being together. Though they weren't legally married at that point, they were still husband and wife to each other in every sense. But... Before we understand how the story began to unfold in 2007, we need to understand who Eric really was. Eric was a passionate person who had not feared chasing down his dreams in life. Born in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, you could probably say that the career options for his life may have been a bit limited by being in such a remote and kind of removed part of Canada. But at a young age, he found he had a passion for airplanes, and he knew what he wanted his future to be. His heart had already decided. He was going to be a pilot. The path to becoming a pilot is not an easy one, but that didn't deter Eric. After leaving Yellowknife, he spent several years living in Cranbrook, BC, a small mountain community that has an airport popular with regional carriers. He worked hard, built friendships, and earned respect within the community. As he logged more flight hours, His career progressed, taking him to locations all over the world. Eventually, Eric and Shannon settled in Vernon, B.C., 
to have a stable place to call home. It was close enough to the Vancouver airport, by pilot standards at least, to support his career growth, and it gave them the stability they were looking for as they started dreaming of starting a family. In aviation, physical health is an important factor for pilots. They have to undergo regular physical exams to determine if they're healthy and fit enough to continue operating under their license. Perhaps because of this focus on health in his job, Eric noticed a suspicious mole in his left armpit in the fall of 2007. It wasn't immediately alarming to him. Rather, it had a tendency to kind of ooze fluids and he found it kind of irritating. On October 2nd, 2007, he went to the North Okanagan Medical Clinic in Vernon, where Dr. Remington recommended removing the mole. Eric agreed and returned to the clinic just over two weeks later, on October 19th, where Dr. Weichter removed the mole and sent it off to the Vernon Jubilee Hospital to analyze the biopsy. This wasn't necessarily because they expected that anything was wrong, but was more of a standard procedure for an atypical mole so that they could rule out anything serious. The doctor assured Eric that if anything suspicious was found, they would contact him to discuss the next steps. Generally, the whole, you know, no news is good news. Eric carried on with his busy life, trying to just put the whole ordeal out of his mind. But the persistence of the mole seemed intent on reminding him. And on October 26th, he returned to the same medical clinic to have a wound treatment done on the biopsied area. This was performed by a third doctor at the clinic, Dr. Screen. He didn't make any mention of the biopsy results, so Eric naturally assumed that if he hadn't heard anything, and obviously the clinic hadn't heard anything, there must just be nothing to tell. The wound healed up as expected, and Eric never got a dreaded phone call telling him that they had found something in the biopsy. Days rolled into weeks and weeks into months. Soon, Shannon was pregnant with their first child. Eric was still flying and eyeing up a position with Canada's flag carrier, Air Canada now that he had the hours and the experience under his belt to make him a prime candidate. In 2010, with a now two-year-old at home, Shannon was pregnant again with their second child. It seemed like they had it all. And the cherry on the cake was Eric landing that dream job at Air Canada in February of 2012. Their life could not have been happier. But in May of 2012, 
the whole world crashed down around them. Eric visited a different doctor complaining of weight loss. That doctor, however, told Eric that he had stage 4 melanoma and that he'd had the deadly cancer since it was identified on the pathology report from his biopsy five years prior. Eric and Shannon felt like the world had just dropped out from below their feet. How on earth could this be possible? Since they hadn't known how quickly it had progressed, knowing what they were facing was even more difficult to determine. The average life expectancy for somebody with stage 4 melanoma is anywhere from 6 to 22 months. Had Eric just progressed to stage 4? Or had he been there for months already? But more importantly, so much more importantly, how was it possible that he'd had melanoma for five years and nobody had told him? Shortly after his diagnosis, the first priority for Shannon and Eric was to officially have a proper wedding. Having been together for so long already, it hadn't really seemed necessary before, but now not knowing what they were up against, they wanted their love to at least be officially on paper. After the wedding, they pushed forward with filing a lawsuit against the North Okanagan Medical Clinic the doctors there who had treated Eric back in 2007, and the health authority that oversaw the hospital. The claim was based on negligence because the clinic, the doctors, and the hospital had all failed to tell Eric the results of his biopsy. Tragically, before the case was even heard in court, Eric passed away in December of 2012, leaving behind his wife and two small children. He was 38 years old. In response to the lawsuit, the clinic stated that they were not at fault because they had never received a hard copy of the pathology report and they were unable to access the digital records of the hospital. I have seen it reported, though, that the clinic did not actually have any kind of a verification system set up at the time that would flag results when they were received or flag to follow up if they didn't receive results. For the hospital itself, they denied negligence by claiming that their protocol was to send a hard copy of the report to the clinic via courier or fax and not to follow up with the patient. 
they also alleged that Eric unreasonably failed to follow up on the biopsy himself. Now, I spiraled for so long on this case because this is just such typical legal garbage. It's absolutely insane to me that when he had been told he would be contacted, they tried to point the finger back at him when he's not there to defend himself. I don't think that it is realistic to expect that as a professional working adult with two kids at home, that he is just going to sit on the phone, navigating through phone trees and departments to follow up on not hearing back about his results when he had been told that he wouldn't hear back if there was nothing to hear. Let alone, I don't think that the hospital would probably even release that information over the phone anyway. It would end up becoming a big circle of a health disclosure request to have that forwarded. And I just, I can't fathom that they're trying to say it's his fault. In another blow to Shannon and the kids, the life insurance policy that Eric had through the cooperators refused to fulfill Eric's payout. Shannon and Eric had opted to take out a private life insurance policy in November of 2011, which was just months before he got his diagnosis. I'm not sure what prompted that decision, whether Eric was starting to feel unwell at that point and was worried about his future health, or if having two young kids was obviously a pretty motivating factor. When they signed up for the policy, they answered a phone questionnaire regarding their health history. During that call, they asked Eric if he had ever been treated for cancer or an unusual skin lesion. Eric answered no. There's a few reasons I think he didn't bring up the mole. Firstly, he didn't know that he had cancer at that point. Second, while he had had the mole removed, he had no reason to believe that it was anything but benign. So he likely wouldn't have mentally classified it as an unusual skin lesion. And thirdly, since the mole removal had been four years prior and nothing had come of it, he may have not have even remembered the significance of the procedure. Shannon filed a civil suit against cooperators insurance. And in their defense, the insurance company claims that while Eric probably would have still been eligible for a life insurance plan if he had disclosed the mole, his non-disclosure voided the entire insurance plan. Because the case with the insurance company was directly affected by the malpractice case against the medical clinic, because how could Eric disclose a diagnosis that he was never told about, the cases were combined into one. And while Shannon had promised to fight 
This was no small undertaking. Now, many times what happens with medical malpractice cases is they end up settled outside of court and the public never hears what the outcome was. I ran into that while researching this episode. Once it was tied up in court and there was nothing left for the media to report and there were no court records to access, the story just disappeared. However, I had the privilege of connecting with Shannon for this episode, so you'll get to hear her tell her part of the story with her own words. We're going to take a pause there for this episode, but join us next week for part two when you're going to hear Shannon's updates about the outcome of her legal battles and where her life has been since losing Eric. So join us next week. For sources and additional show notes, follow the link in the episode summary to our website. If you'd like to see pictures related to the episodes and the Miss Medical Podcast, you can find us on Instagram as Miss Medical Podcast. If you love Miss Medical and want to support the show, find us on Patreon where you can officially join the intern team. All episodes are written by myself and aim to be as factually accurate as possible. Music is an original composition recorded and produced by Jason Chamberlain. And of course, make sure you follow the podcast on your chosen platform so you never miss an episode.